The following audio drama is rated R for rockin'. You can be sure that everything you wanted to see when you're a teenager is here. Just tantalizingly out of reach if you're under 17 or 18 years old. This is Ree, the GM and producer on the Magpies podcast, a Blades in the Dark actual play. It's about a band of criminals turned vigilantes who are struggling to survive in the haunted industrial fantasy city of Duskwall. They pull off daring heists, stick it to the rich and powerful, and forge unbreakable bonds of friendship. This is Season 1, Episode 7, and it sees the Magpies fulfilling a debt to another criminal gang. You'll get a sense of who the Magpies are as characters, what the city of Duskwall is like, and see them pull off a risky shipboard score. It's exciting and dramatic and more than a little bit spooky. Everything the Magpies is about. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome back to Duskwall. Episode 7. I still can't believe how much of an audience we have only 7 episodes in. Thank you so much for listening, and if you haven't yet, please consider leaving us a review. It's a great way to help new listeners find the show. This month's featured charity is Majid al-Rabia, a Chicago-based mosque for queer, trans, women, and marginalized Muslims who may feel out of place in both mainstream Muslim communities and queer communities. Majid al-Rabia is centered on five pillars of inclusivity, women-centered, anti-racist, LGBTQIA affirming, pluralist, and accessible. Their programming includes weekly prayer services, a free library, a family arts program, and prison outreach initiatives. If you have a few dollars to spare, consider making a donation. A link to their site is in the show notes. Now then, let's get started, shall we? So it's a, a couple days after your last score where you uh, recruited the gondoliers to basically act as an information network for you. What are you all up to? You've kind of finished your downtime stuff. You're starting to think about your next score. Uh, what's everyone doing? Myra has come face to face once more with the statue. <laughs> <laughs> Say hi to Kevin. I still can't believe you named it Kevin. You all named it Kevin. That's what I. We didn't name it, it was Kevin. His name is Kevin. See, <laughs> and like she points, and Kevin is clearly written somewhere, like probably painted on the base. No, don't you dare! Don't it, you it's already dare there. To face it. There, there's a sign. <laughs> oh, okay, that's better. Yeah, I agree. There's a sign. It just says Kevin. Uh, yes, the the grand masterwork of my collection, Kevin. Ugh. Well. You guys are kind of hanging around the nest, brainstorming ideas for your next score. Minx. Hi. You are in the common area, returning your statue to its rightful place of honor in the center of the table. And you set the statue down, kind of shift a little bit to line it up, and step back to look at it, and a ghost rises up through the statue. <gasps> are, are you this Kevin they're talking about? <laughs> The the ghost tilts her head to the side slightly and says, The Dimmer sisters have a message for you. Very well. Do you remember who the Dimmer sisters are? I don't. They're an ally I of don't ours. Remember. Yes, they are one of your, your allies. They gave you maps to like underground passages and things throughout the city, and 
call like it was basically like we will give you this stuff with the expectation that you will do us a favor in the future gotcha yeah i suppose this is about the returning of a favor yes please report to their townhome in crow's foot as soon as possible um uh very well uh thank you for (laughs) the delivering this message you you can leave now, though, probably. It, it kind of nods its head and then sinks back into the statue and through the floor. <sighs> hey, Blair. Actually, yeah. everyone, everyone get in here. <laughs> What's up? Um, uh, so there was just a, um, a, a ghost came what? in here. Um, sent by the Dimmer Sisters. They okay. want us to meet with them okay that's better than i thought it was gonna be when you first said there was a ghost i thought it was gonna be time to move why did yes, you come well, get me i'd be lying if i'd say, if i'm saying my heart is settled yet i'm just uh talking to stave it off <laughs> this is not gonna do wonders for my wrinkles i mean i don't believe i'm old enough to get wrinkles yet but this will give me wrinkles do we know about the sisters' trade? I was going to say, yes. So I'm I'm sort of wondering what everyone's opinion on the Dimmer Sisters is, because I feel like there might be some of you, possibly all of you, who aren't terribly fond of them. The Dimmer Sisters are spirit traffickers. They are trying to consolidate the market. They want to have a complete monopoly on it in the city. So they deal in a lot of, of ghosts and other such things. Like, a lot of their home security is, like, bound spirits. Um, The other fun thing about them is that no one actually ever sees the sisters themselves. They are recluses who stay in their townhouse and deal with everyone through intermediaries. Blast. I was about to suspect that I believe we should return the favor with murder. I mean, you could try. Like, no one would object to this one, right? As much as I don't like them, it's better that we leave them where they are and just do what they want until we're actually, you know, we're actually somebody's in this town. True, although I would like to think I'm I'm at least a somebody by this point. (laughs) How in blazes did we get Blair to agree to this deal again? I don't recall. She wasn't there. Oh, <laughs> right, we didn't. <laughs> what if it was like while the group was still forming up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because didn't Myra and Finn kind of start it and like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely feels like it was a Myra and Finn thing. So I think Myra's stance is they're a valuable connection that we worked hard to court. Mm-hmm. They're still assholes. If you want, you can just stay behind. No, no. Maybe, maybe there'll be a spirit on the way that I can set free. So there. I hear your discomfort, Blair. I I don't know what we can do to make this less uncomfortable for you. It's okay. So you guys gonna head on over that way? Yep. So you all head out of the nest and start making your way over to Crow's Foot. And to get there, you uh, sort of cut up through the docks. And as you're heading through the docks, you notice something kind of strange. There's a a crowd of people, not a big crowd, but like maybe 
12, 15 people kind of gathered at the edge of the docks looking out into the bay. I'm going to head over. There's probably uh, a couple people there who sort of recognize you and, and nod. Uh, I'll nod back and sort of use that influence to get closer to the front. Yeah, yeah, they'll they'll let you up. There, There's an older woman up there. You recognize her as she's uh, just one of the many dockhands who's been working here for, you know, probably her entire life. Mm-hmm. Uh, standing up towards the front with a, a spyglass held up looking out. I'm going to look up at her. What's going on? Uh, there's a cargo ship that they think somebody, I'm not sure if it was the Bluecoats or the Spirit Wardens, stopped it just inside the lightning barrier. They're not letting it come into dock. Huh. So what can you see? It looks like it might be a, might be a Ruvian. Huh. Yeah. So, Finn, here's, here's what you know about cargo ships. They're not super common anymore. With the, the spread of the rail lines across the empire, majority of shipping between the, the, the different parts of the empire happens via train. Mm-hmm. Cargo ships, not really common. If somebody's using a cargo ship, it tends to mean that they wanted to uh, have things come directly from, in this case, Aruvia, to Duskwall without having to deal with any of the stops, you know, throughout the continent of Akoros in between. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people do that uh, because they're worried about security. Uh, you know, there are thefts along the train lines from time to time. Mm-hmm. Or they'll do it because they don't want to have to deal with their cargo going through customs at multiple points. The other thing is that because cargo ships are less common now, they are expensive. So it tends to be only people with money who can afford to put stuff on them. So there's probably something valuable on there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hopefully our meeting leads to us being on that ship. I mean, I don't really see the connection. Hey, uh, can I get that spyglass from you for just a tick? Sure. She hands it over and like, but she, she is like watching you closely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'll hop up to stand right next to her and look out. Anything in particular you're looking for on it? I want to see if I can find anything that's like directly related to either the blue coats or the spirit wardens to see which which group is the one that's actually doing the stopping. Oh, okay. We'll treat this as a gather information role. Cool. Um, so I'd say do either survey or study. And when I get a plus one towards that, right? Mm-hmm. Six. Nice. Okay. So you kind of scan over the ship and don't really see anything. And then as you sort of lower the spyglass and look over the harbor, you see a smaller boat coming back towards the dock that has the symbol of the spirit wardens painted on the prow. Okay. Okay, so maybe every zit does have something to do with this with the spirit wardens. Uh thanks for letting me borrow this and I hand the spyglass back over. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Uh, if anything else happens, can you fill me in on it? I, I'm i living over in Six Towers. Yeah, sure. Although I'll, I will say, uh, if you're interested in learning more about the ship in an up-close fashion, she winks at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're probably going to want to move fast. A target like that, pretty juicy. She kind of puts her spyglass back up and goes back to 
looking at the ship. Okay. Then um, I'm going to go and head back over and be like, okay, I think it's time we start moving. It might be more important that we get to the Dimmer Sisters than we thought. Really? Yeah. So that ship was stopped by spirit wardens. Um, and the only reason a ship is even coming in here in the first place is if someone is rich and someone doesn't want someone to know what's on that ship. Sounds perfect. So, yeah, we keep going. Okay. You head over towards uh, where the Dimmer Sisters live. And like I said, they have a, a big townhouse in Crow's Foot. From the outside, it's kind of dilapidated and surrounded by a very tall wrought iron fence with some visible spark craft security measures on it. The house itself, all of the windows have, you know, thick curtains covering them or they're shuttered. And the front door has like a really thick chain wrapped around like the front handles that looks like it's padlocked in place. Uh, I'm going to pick up a rock and throw it at the fence. The rock arcs gracefully through the air, goes into the gap between two of the fence posts, and arcs of electricity like fry out and blacken it, mm -hmm. and it skitters off. So I get a little closer, not so that I'm actually touching the gate or anything, but I'm gonna look through the gaps and I'm gonna go, if any of the spirits are listening, it's Finn. We're here to see the Dimmer Sisters. Myra's here too. So there's not a response immediately. About a minute or so passes. Then coming around the side of the house is a young woman. Looks like she's from the Dagger Isles, uh, has darker skin, dark hair that's like tied up into a, a braid kind of around her head. Wearing fairly like plain, simple clothing. Finn and Myra, you recognize this as Rosalind. She is one of the very few uh, human servants who work for the Dimmer Sisters. And she's the person who you've met with previously. She comes up to the gate, takes a, a large key ring off of her belt, unlocks a few things, opens the gate just wide enough for her to slip through, closes the gate behind her, locks it back up, returns the keys, keeps a hand on the keys <laughs> as she sort of looks the, the four of you over. Oh, good. You got our message. As uh, our messenger said, we did a favor for you, so it is time that you do a favor for us. And we're here and ready to listen if you want to actually spill those precious details out in the middle of the street. You know, you're free to do that, but I'm guessing this is something that is better discussed behind closed doors. You're going to have to try much harder than that to get into the house, my dear. Can we at least go inside the gate? She kind of considers it for a moment and sighs and very well reaches back, unlocks everything again, opens the gate. And like a lot of the finer houses here, there's not really a yard. There's just these big paving stones. And inside, kind of running from the gate to the front door is a black stone path. And she just says, you may enter, but if you stray from the path, I cannot be held responsible for what becomes of you. Yep, certain death, got it. You guys all come inside, and she shuts the gate. And she turns to you all and says, There is a cargo ship from Aruvia that has been stopped in 
the harbor. And there is one item on the ship that we would rather not fall into the hands of the spirit wardens. Uh, we would like you to get onto the ship, locate our item, and return it to us. Uh, anything you would like to help yourself to while you're on the ship, uh, feel free to do so. And if you find any items of particular arcane or occult interest, we may be willing to buy them off of you. So what exactly is the item that we need to be looking for? I know that you said it was it's a item, but unless you want us to steal everything. A dagger that uh, we need for some of our rituals. It will be in a uh, simple wooden box marked with my name. Likely be in one of the secure vaults. Great. Yep. Secured ship, secured vault. Sounds sounds like a walk in the park for us. Mm-hmm. Good. If you do this for us, then uh, we will be at an even accord. Very well. When is the ship expected to leave or unload? We do not know. Yeah, that was the whole thing about it being stopped back there is... They weren't letting it in or out. I would suggest you move quickly, though, as the spirit wardens will likely want to secure it. We'll probably have to get there before it reaches the docks. Should be a simple matter to take care of it this evening. Very well. When you obtain the item, uh, simply return to the gate and I will collect it. Right. And she nods and swings the gate open again. All right, let's get going. Yeah, so she click, 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 locks it up behind you guys. Yeah, what do you want to, what do you want to do? Finn, can you get us a boat? Yeah, I can get a boat. My family are fishermen. Well, that's why I asked you. Um, we just need to make sure we have the capability to get into a vault. Otherwise, I don't think there's much planning to do here. We use some of our demolition tools to... Ooh. Mm-hmm. Oh, but we don't know. There's probably a lot of spirits on board. I mean, they'll be fine. They're they're non-corporal. They're already dead. Yeah, explosives <laughs> yeah. are not going to bother the ghosts. It's a matter of not blowing ourselves up. <laughs> so you guys are just going to head straight back to the docks? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Finn. Yeah. Are you just going to borrow your family's boat? Or are you going to see if you can get a boat from somebody else? I'm going to look into getting uh, another boat because my family is out on the water right now, probably. Yeah, so I'm going to say this will be like another gather information and you can, you know, whatever skill you want to use, you're basically going to be at improved effect because mm-hmm. this is, these are your people. <laughs> so even if you roll a one, you will still get like standard effect. Well, I did get a one, so. <laughs> okay, but yeah, you're you're at, you're at increased effect, so... Yeah, you you ask around. It takes a little bit of time to find someone who's going to be willing to to loan you a boat. But you are able to talk to somebody who um, has basically just kind of like a a good-sized rowboat. Mm -hmm. When you come up, it's like, I've had five other people ask me to borrow my boat today, but you, I know I can trust you. And he kind of like punches your shoulder. Yeah, I'm a trustworthy girl. Don't and and it'll be back in one piece. I swear on my life. See, this is why you I will loan my boat. All those others, they would not treat it with respect. Mm-hmm. You have secured your yourselves a ride out to the ship. 
what kind of plan are you guys thinking this is? I imagine stealth, yes? Yes. Yeah. So you guys are doing a stealth plan. I'm going to say that the engagement roll is 2d6. Okay, this is the second time in a row that I have rolled a 1 and a 6. <laughs> so you guys are going to be starting off in a controlled position. So we see you guys rowing across the, the bay. The ship is silhouetted against the lightning barrier as you guys get closer and closer. You get to the, the side of the ship. And Finn, as you are securing it there, you kind of glance back and you can just make out back towards the docks. There's a couple other small boats that look mm. like they're heading in your direction, mm. but they're pretty far off. Okay. So, it, and, there, and unless someone circled around to the other side of the ship, it looks like you guys are, for right now, the only outside group here. We're going to have to go quick. Yep. Let's just get below decks. Yep, so you guys climb on board. The, the top deck of the ship, at least, is quiet and deserted. Do we see a staircase or anything heading down? Yeah, yeah, cool. there's stairs that'll, that'll lead down further. Are you guys trying to be sneaky, or are you going for, for speed over stealth? I know this is time-sensitive, but I feel like we should be sneaky about this. Yep. Yeah. Finn is running on the tips of her toes. Tink, tink, tink. Do we want to do group prowl check? Uh, I have no stress. I can lead. Okay. So everyone roll prowl. This is still going to be controlled. I got a four. One. Three. I got a five. That five is the result that we're going to go with. And there was a one and a three. So yeah, Minx, you're going to take two stress. Okay. So you guys sneak downstairs as quickly as you can. And as you're going, the ship rolls a little bit and some of you stumble and and bump into some stuff it makes a little bit of noise mm -hmm. and nobody is is on you yet but you kind of hear some murmuring voices down the hall oh boy so you know this is the crew quarters basically you guys have come down into a long hallway with a bunch of doors on it and it it makes sharp turns at either end so it's like there's basically just a hallway that probably circles the whole ship and a bunch of rooms in the middle. And there is uh, another staircase leading further down. I think we go further down, yes? Yes. Okay. So you are now down on the lower level of the ship, uh, the lowest deck. It's basically, it's a big open space for the most part that is full of crates and boxes and barrels lashed in place and then at the far end of the of the cargo hold there are what look like two large rooms that are closed off are they locked i don't know you'd have to go over and look i go over and look <laughs> yeah i'll take the one that isn't being looked at then. <laughs> yeah, so so Blair and Finn lead the way over to investigate, and these look like they, they might be the vaults that you were looking for. Nice. Their walls are made of metal here, and there's um, some very stout-looking doors. Like, the doors are also made of metal and have, you know, a pretty complex lock mechanism on them. Shall we try to break the lock before we resort to demolition supplies? Blair, are you going to try to pick one of the locks? Yes. All right. Left door or right door? Ooh, one tells the truth and one tells lies. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you have one question. 
Break door. Yeah, so it's going to be risky. You guys are tier one. Mm-hmm. This is going to be limited effect. Right, and it's tinker, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. I got a one. Okay. So you you start on the lock and work at it a little bit, and then your hand, like the ship rolls again and your hands slip, mm-hmm. and you hit something you kind of fall backwards just as uh some kind of like alarm bell starts ringing oh boy you guys can hear kind of from overhead some muffled shouting and movement is there anywhere to hide near the stairs yeah there's tons of hiding places around here there's all sorts of like boxes and and stuff you can hide behind all right i think i am once again gonna hide myself near the entrance to ambush people who come down okay uh, can I blow up the safe now? Yeah, yeah. this is going to be, if you're using, I, I'm, I assume you're going to gonna wreck it. I'm using, it. yeah, demolition tools for wrecking. I'd like to guard Finn. <laughs> okay, Blair, what are you going to do? I'm going to, I think, watch an exit and keep an eye out, make sure nobody comes down here. Okay. I'm going to roll these one at a time because it's making me nervous. Uh, <laughs> okay, the first one's a one. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, the second one was a two. Uh the third one was a one two. Oh, oh god! <laughs> no. No. Madge, how how do your dice do this to you? I am I flabbergasted. So I think what happens, Finn, you you set the charges, but the timing is off, and you're not as far away as you should be when it blows. Mm-hmm. So you basically just get blown backwards, and I think you're gonna take level two harm. More shrapnel? Uh, I mean, it's it's shrapnel. There's some burns. I think for shorthand, you can just call it exploded. <laughs> Basically, anything physical now, you're going to be at minus one die uh, unless you want to resist. No, I'll take it. Okay. So, yeah, Finn just gets poof, blown backwards. There is now a, a hole in the vault. Okay. It's not like the door just got neatly blown open, though. Like... It's going to take a little bit of doing for somebody to climb in there. So I think Myra chases after Finn. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, cool. Uh, is it open? Uh, sort of. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, am I bleeding? I feel like I'm bleeding. She's bleeding a lot. Y- yeah, uh, I think Myra's great. pressing whatever cloth she can find to the wounds, <laughs> even if that means it's her skirt. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, Blair, yeah, you're yeah, gonna scramble on in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you are actually gonna have to roll Prowl to get in there, because it's it's very narrow, and there's a lot of jagged metal, and in order to get in there without getting hurt... Great, I have nothing in Prowl. So, let's see how this goes. You can push yourself to get a die. Uh, I don't feel like we're that desperate yet. I, I feel like things okay. can get worse. I shouldn't jinx ourselves in that. I, I just got blown across the room. All right, just all right. I'll push myself. Super... <laughs> <laughs> does does somebody wanna does somebody wanna help and give her a second die? Uh, I think I'm, I think Myra's gonna glance okay. between Finn and no. Myra. Take care of Finn. Take care of Finn. Okay. She's no, bleeding. help the kid up. I, I think she's glancing between and taking assessing these two situations. Blair, can you I, I got it. I got it. Please, please help her. More important that we're not in debt to the Dimmer Sisters. It's important that you don't die on us, too, but... I'm just gonna roll. I'm just gonna roll. Four. Okay, so 
you you manage to wedge your, yourself inside like your shirt catches on some metal and it, it tears a little bit oh, no. uh, but you don't actually get cut right however everybody hears now from upstairs the the running and shouting has taken on a a different tone there's more of it now and you're starting to hear gunshots <laughs> they're fighting the other guys <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there there are now other people on the ship. Blair, yeah, you're managed to, to crawl into the vault. Okay, good. There are lots of boxes, fairly well organized, but you will have to spend a little time searching around to find, because basically she said it's a plain wooden box with her name on it, yeah. and there's a lot of plain wooden boxes in here, so you're going to have to do some looking. So I'm also, just kind of to clarify the complication from her role, I'm starting a clock that is rival gang reaches the cargo hold. Hmm. Okay. It is currently one out of four. That's what is happening currently. Blair is in the vault Mm -hmm. or one of the vaults. The box you're looking for might not be in here. That's also a possibility. You're not sure. I'm going to crawl my way over to the other one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. You're you're not at the you, you didn't take level three harm to where okay, it would be like so yeah then you can gonna, you can walk here yeah awesome so I'm getting up and I'm walking over to the other one I'm gonna try blowing it up again <laughs> okay oh uh, dear are you sure you don't want Myra or someone to Minx? handle this one Minx Minx shut up <laughs> <laughs> my word I trust your expertise this is gonna be risky. Standard effect, and this, I don't think that your getting blown up is going to have a negative impact on this. I feel like you'll Since get your full dice. it's not phys- that physical, it's me placing charges. And... Yeah, yeah. Oh, thank goodness. Uh, I got two fives and a four. <laughs> okay. You're, you're able to set the charges safely this time, but it takes you more time. Yeah. So because of that extra time, I'm filling in another tick on the clock. Okay. But this time it is a picture perfect. The the door just goes poof, flying into the vault. Uh, thanks, spirits. Okay. I'm going to start looking in here. Okay. Blair. Yeah. If you want to try searching your vault. Definitely. You can roll to do that. However you want to do it. You can let me know. I think it would be survey, right? You could do survey. Could do. It depends on how you want to do it. You could do survey. You could do study. You could even make an argument for a tune. Ooh. ooh. I have two in study. I will use that instead okay Mm, all right four so again i think it's a similar sort of thing you you find the box with rosalind's name on it okay but it take it takes you a while great so we're at three out of four do you want to grab anything else while you're in there yes (laughs) okay i i I will just grab what i can carry yeah so you get the you get the box you need and just start grabbing whatever uh looks this looks like an interesting sized box Mm -hmm. So while you're doing that, uh, Myra and Finn, you two are searching the other vaults. Doing this as a, a group. We can do that. How are you doing for stress, Match? I'm fine. I'm also good on stress, whoever, anyone can uh, be. I'll take the stress then. Okay. Yeah, so I'll be doing survey and then taking the lower of the two. Okay. So that's a two. Three. Great. Okay. <laughs> so Finn, you take two points of stress. I'm just going to fill in the last tick on that clock. So three out of the four of you are, are in some vaults. And Minx, as the one who's outside, you see uh, a couple people start to come down. Who are they? Minx, you recognize one of them. Oh, dear. It's not Bazo. 
Damn it. <laughs> the the guy sort of leading the way down the stairs. It takes you a second, but you recognize he is the guard that you spoke with outside the Centralia Club huh. uh, when you guys were scouting it out. Ooh. Followed by a pair of women. One of them has a crossbow slung over her back. <gasps> the other has just a lot of daggers on her belt and on a bandolier and a lot of scars on like her arms and her face. Okay, I think what I'm going to do is pop up from a hiding spot and use my unusual weapon that is to say a bolus and okay. try to knock them out their feet and entangle them. The the first guy in the lead? Uh-huh. Okay. And this this would count for my level 2 harm, yes. This is definitely, you're doing something physical, so you're going to be at, what are, what are, uh, what are you rolling for this attack? Um, skirmish? Yeah, that makes sense. Do I want to go up to two? I think I do. I, th I think I'm just going to push myself. Okay. Uh, six. Okay. And the other one's a one. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you, you chuck the bolus, they twine around his legs, and he goes ass over tea kettle down the stairs. Nice. He's not unconscious, but he is bruised up and tangled up and is going to have to spend some time disentangling himself before he can kind of re-enter the, the fray. Okay. Now, the thing is, because you stood up and did that, mm -hmm. the two women have a clear line of sight on you. Yep. The rest of you probably heard, like, a yell and a thunk, 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 thunk. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I am going to call out somewhat casually. Uh, I do believe it's time for us to leave now. I've got the box. We can go. We can bail. Oh, good. Well, then what are we over here for? Let's let's get out of here. Are you good? Yeah. <laughs> Myra and Finn, are you guys going to grab anything in your vault? I'm grabbing three boxes and just carrying them. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that as well then. Okay. And I think, Blair, I'm going to say you have two boxes that aren't the thing you actually came here for. All right. That's fair. Yeah, so you guys have a total of, of eight boxes of mysteries and excitement. Yay! Ooh. Christmas! Yay. <laughs> but yeah, so so you guys come out of the vaults. Uh, actually, Blair, you're probably going to need to make another prowl to avoid harm. Okay. If, you wanna, if you're okay with taking some harm as you scramble out, you can no. just make it out without doing a roll. Fuck okay. harm. I'm tired of it. Uh, ha, 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 ha. One. Okay, cool. Uh, let me think here. Oh, I know what I'll do. I don't like that. Uh-huh. I, I don't like that <laughs> GM statement. Mm-hmm. So, I am filling in one tick. Mm-hmm. On a mystery. Uh. Something is happening in the background <laughs> that you guys aren't aware of yet. Mm. Uh. Uh. <laughs> Blair basically has to take a, a little bit of extra time because you've got all those boxes in your arms. It's harder to climb out, so it takes you longer mm -hmm. to get out of the vault. Mm -hmm. Myra and Finn, you are able to walk out because you have a nice doorway. Yeah. There's two people on the stairs. One of the women looks like she's drawing daggers. The other is moving to uh, unsling her crossbow from off her back. That's the situation you guys have in front of you. Everybody's out of the vaults now. Everybody's got their loot. And you've got, at the moment, two people blocking your escape. I'm going to drop my boxes. Uh, and one of my things is throwing knives. Uh-huh. Can I actually switch from throwing knives to a gun? Because I realize that most of the damage is in my chest. So <laughs> winding back <laughs> to throw a knife might not be the best idea. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. You can. <laughs> so I'll, I'll switch that for a pistol. Uh, okay, yeah, so you're going to use a pistol. Who would you like to shoot at? Dagger lady or crossbow lady? Crossbow lady. Crossbow lady. Okay. Two. <laughs> so you, you fire the shot. She ducks and it misses. And I'm going to fill in another tick on our mystery clock. Dang it! <laughs> right after the shot fires, there's a loud slam from the upper deck. <gasps> I did not do that, I swear. The two women who are there both kind of look up at the the sound of that thud and seem a little startled. I think while they're distracted, I'm going to try and take a shot as well. Okay, go ahead and make your roll. It's going to be a hunt. Which one are you shooting at? I'm going to also shoot at crossbow lady. Okay. God damn it, they're both twos. Wow. Why do we suck? So you shoot and she dodges again and this time has managed to unsling her crossbow and fires back at you. So, uh, you're gonna take level two harm as a crossbow bolt hits you in the thigh. I would like to resist this. Yeah, so that, uh, you'll resist with prowess. Four. Four. Okay, so you'll take two stress. You also manage to sort of twist out of the way, and instead of it hitting, like, square in the thigh, it kind of cuts a gash along the side, so you're at level one harm. Crossbow graze thigh. Manx, you wanna try and do something? Yeah, I'm going to have a blunderbuss. <laughs> I I'm going to blast him. Oh, and so you're going to try to you're going to try to hit them both with yeah. one shot? Okay. What are you going to roll to do that? Can I roll skirmish since it's close range? Yeah, I'll allow it. Yeah. It's going to be risky. It's going to be risky. Okay. That's a one. Oh my god, you guys. Uh... I yearn for death. Let's see here. It sucks because I'm still out of pocket sand. Yep. Your gun jams. You Basically, you've burned too load on something that isn't going to help. Damn you, it. You lose the opportunity to shoot. Like, you, you go to fire and just... It locks up. God fucking... Uh... This is the worst. Can I take another shot at Crossbow Girl? By all means. Um, I got a five. Five. Okay. So, you hit her. Ooh. I'm aiming for the shoulder. Okay, you hit her on the shoulder and she kind of staggers down the stairs a few steps. Mm -hmm. Given that four shots have just come at the two of them in rapid succession, the woman with the daggers grabs her and they both like move down the stairs because at first they were like, ha we have the high ground. And then they're like, oh crap, we're really obvious targets up here. <laughs> and... Yeah, I'm going to, really, the only thing I can do there is I'm going to fill in another tick on the mystery clock. Great. Who else wants to, to do something? I think that I would like to also continue shooting at people who are coming at us. That works. How's crossbow lady doing? Bleeding heavily from the shoulder. Okay, I'll go for dagger lady. I'm going to roll my hunt once more. Okay. So what I'm trying to do is make her stumble, so I'm kind of more shooting at her feet. I rolled a two. What's going to happen is you, what well, you take that shot, the woman with the crossbow fires at you again, and it's going to be this time just level one harm because she doesn't get, she's not able to get as good an aim on you. Uh, can I resist that too? You can, yeah. I think this time it's going to be a graze on your arm. Uh, 2d6. Please, 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 please. Why? Why? What'd no, you get? I got a two! Uh. So that's going to be four stress to resist it. It was that Lord. or level two harm, so... Well, it was it was level one harm. Yes, but I have two level one oh. harms. 
What's your stress at right now, Myra? <sighs> I'm one away from a trauma. Please help me. I, I can help. I, I have a stress to spare. Yeah, Blair, what do you, you want to do? Is there a way I can move in front of Finn and take a shot at one of these two people? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like be a shield and attack at the same time? Yes, yeah, you can do that. I want to shoot at knife person. Uh, What are you going to roll? I'm trying to decide what weapon I have on me. Can I fight knives with knives? Can I have some throwing knives? I'm going to do that. Yeah. Okay, I got a five. Okay, you get her with your throwing knives. There is a consequence. Maybe I dropped a box that I was carrying. What one of the mystery ones? I'm fine with that being the the complication, mm-hmm. but it's both of the extra boxes. Okay, I'm doing it for friendship. <laughs> I lost my boxes. Okay. After those two coming down the stairs, and that there's some kind of commotion going upstairs, Minx calls out that she's gonna make sure the way ahead is clear. I'm just gonna have all my weapons out the ready and start gallantly but slightly limpingly get up the stairs and smoothly start working my way down through the hallway to get back to the boat. Okay, so Minx is off securing your escape. The the trio that are, I mean, the three of them aren't looking great. The three of you are looking pretty banged up too. I was just going to ask Myra how many, what her harm is looking like. Two level one harm. I have all of my stress boxes marked except one. In that case, would you be okay if I like picked up Myra and started carrying her up the stairs? Oh, God bless. Oh. Yes. Do I have to roll for that at all? <laughs> I think it's, yeah, in order to get around the, the three of them, you're going to need to roll. Probably Prowl. It's going to be risky. You could do it as a group action. Blair, if you wanted to run with them. Well, I was going to say, Blair, how are you doing on stress? I'm good. I only have two stress right now. There we go. (laughs) You want to lead that group action, Blair? Yes. Yeah, I can I can do that. Okay. So Finn has the bright idea. Yeah. No, no, you're hurt. You shouldn't. I'm fine. I have been totally worse than this before. I mean, I got shot before and this is better. You can keep a lookout for, for for both of us. Thank you. The two of you go limping towards the stairs, leaning on each other. Blair, you were sort of like in front of them to shield them. Are you still kind of leading the way like that? Yep. Okay. So yeah, I think everybody go ahead and, and roll Prowl, and Blair is, is leading this. I got a six. Good. I got a three. But Finn got a six. So Blair, you're going to take one point of stress. I can do that. How do you make it past them without getting hurt? Use the boxes as shields. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think that like one of the boxes that Myra is carrying, like a throwing knife just like sticks in the top of it as you're running. But you guys make it up the stairs to the mid deck. Kind of do a quick glance around. Don't see anything. Make it up to the top deck. There's a couple bodies up here. Some blood stains on the deck. You're, you're guessing they're probably some of the crew. As you guys get up onto the top deck, you suddenly hear screaming from the decks below. But you guys make it back over to where the boat is. Minx is like standing there, like waves you guys down. You're a little slower climbing back down this time. You're a little more banged up. But you guys make it into the boat and start slowly rowing your way back towards the dock. Oh, thank God. You're probably a good 50, 60 feet from the the ship, and something makes you glance back. And you see just standing at the railing, staring at you, 
not making any sort of movement. There's a, a humanoid figure, but even though there is basically no light out here, there's still this sort of weird glow in its eyes. Can I put on my spirit mask and look at it? Yes, I'll let you, and I, I will. I will give you this as a. Uh, I won't. I won't make you make a roll because it it can't get to you. All right, I want to squint at this motherfucker. So when you look at different things in in the ghost field, they appear uh, sort of in different ways. Humans tend to be kind of a little desaturated and washed out. Ghosts tend to show up more brightly in the ghost field. Obviously, yep. this feels like you just looked straight at a spotlight. Oh, it's real bright like you look at it and then like rip your spirit mask off almost immediately because it's it's too bright is that thing a demon no that's not quite what demons look like in the ghost field is it a poltergeist nope you're not quite sure what it is what the fuck so you guys make it back to the docks i'm gonna return the boat the guy it's it's in good shit like the boat's fine yeah. <laughs> what I'm picturing is like you you guys come up to the dock. The guy's just kind of hanging out there, reading the paper, looks up, does a double take it at you. And because you guys all, all look like hell. <laughs> and it's just like, what happened out there? Are you all right? <laughs> yeah, we're fine. No. Okay, we're not that fine. Uh, We got it, though. We, we know a physicist. So thank you for letting us use your boat. He kind of like leans over to to look at the boat to to see how it is. Like, thanks. Like I said, knew you were trustworthy with it. Um, you should really probably go see that physiker of yours now. Yeah, just hikes keep their word. All right, so you guys head off. I assume you guys are gonna kind of lick your wounds before going back to the the Dimmer Sisters. Uh, yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to not be dying. Yeah. So let's shift over into downtime. Two of the boxes contain, like one of them contains some occult reagents, like stuff that you would use in making arcane essences, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. The other one contains another spirit mask. Mm. It's another like fine spirit mask that the, for for all of that stuff, if you want to sell it to the Dimmer Sisters in addition to your dagger they will give you guys a total of six coin. So the last box, it's a small wooden box with a pretty simple lock, and it has the name Avrathi, and any of you can very easily pop the lock and open it up. Inside, it's lined with worn, dusty velvet, upon Mm -hmm. which rests a small crystal sphere that's a few inches across. It's a clear crystal, but there's something inside it. Can we see... If you pick it up and take a look at it. Uh, can I do it without picking it up? <laughs> I'll do it. I'll pick it up. Okay. Blair, you you pick it up and mm-hmm. turn it over. And the inside the crystal is a single human eye. <gasps> like a real? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, this is... <sighs> this definitely is a scrying thing. It has to be. It's bloodshot. It has a pale blue iris. And uh, it's twitching a little bit. It's looking around. What the fuck? Blair almost drops it as soon as she knows that it's twitching. And then she like gathers her grip again and very carefully puts it back. Yeah, you you have that. I kind of want to keep it. You don't know what it is. But Blair, you could tell just by holding it that this is something very powerful. You guys, this thing is really spooky and I kind of want to keep it. That sounds like a really bad idea. Mm. Mm. In your opinion, can the Dimmer Sisters be trusted with it? 
I don't think they can be trusted with anything, but... Mm, it's really cool. We aren't obligated to sell anything. That's true. Okay. It's an I. <laughs> uh, ground rules, if we keep it, mm-hmm. it stays in a separate room. Stays in my room. You get five minutes with it a day. What if it possesses you? It won't possess me. You can't say that for sure. Yes, I can. I have. I, I use protection. Blair? Blair? <laughs> I wish we all become middle school children. <laughs> Bring it back. Bring it back. All right. Ten minutes. Ten minutes a day. Ten minutes a day. Fine. Deal. Shakes. Deal. Two shakes on it. Yeah. Shakes. <laughs> okay. So for downtime activities, uh, what what does everybody get up to after the score? Blair, let's start with you. So Blair is alone in her room, and I imagine that she's locked the door. She's going to take her 10 minutes of the day with her, I mean, until I, until I figure out what the fuck this thing is, I'm calling it a scrying crystal. She is going to take it out of its box and hold it up again and look under it and just look at the eye again. Basically, it's, it's a similar thing as before. The eye kind of twitches as it, it looks around, and then as you're holding it, it meets your eyes. Ugh, ugh, I don't like this. <laughs> you you have this understanding, mm-hmm. just somehow, that this thing wants to be used. It wants to be able to see. <laughs> can I put on my spirit mask to look at it? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes, you can. I want to look at the secrets. So you you put on your spirit mask and look at it through through the ghost field. It weirdly doesn't look that different it looks basically the 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 crystal is a little harder to see but the the eye itself is just kind of glowing a bit and you know it it looks kind of like it's floating above your hand because the crystal is almost invisible but you can also see that there's sort of these tendrils of spirit energy that are wrapped around your hand and up your arm and based on the angle like you can't really see but it seems like they're going up your face okay cool um Blair's gonna take her mask off and very slowly (laughs) put it back in the box all right Uh, i was going to name you but now i'm not so sure so i'm gonna put you away for now and she just slides it under her bed (laughs) <laughs> okay all right so that's uh that's been blair's uh fun and <laughs> having exciting a good time. time having a good time <laughs> <laughs> all right myra myra has just finished a long-term project she has been hitting the books about this blood iron ring and what has she discovered re well Previously, she had learned about kind of the the rumored origins of the Blood Iron Ring, that it was made by a sorcerer who crafted it from the iron drawn out of the blood of a single sacrificed human, and that it seemed to have some kind of connection to vampires, and that apparently it was also had some connections to, like, cannibalism. Oh, boy. So you are able to, to do some digging, trying to figure out, like, what this thing is, what it does. And you find in this thin, dusty book that 
is like it's it's on the wrong shelf. You find some notes about this ring. Vampires have uh, a lot of very powerful abilities, but one of them is something that is referred to in this book as arcane sight, which theorizes that it allows vampires to hear people's thoughts, see in total blackness, see invisible things, sense the locations of objects, you know, this very powerful arcane sense that emanates out from them. And this ring purportedly will grant you that same ability for a short time. But in order to activate it, you have to, it says, wash the ring in living blood. How joyous. And there's a description of the ring in here that it is a a plain hammered iron ring that is pitted with pockmarks all over the surface. But when it's exposed to blood, the ring seems to soak it up and it becomes solid and smooth for the duration of the the arcane site. You know, you're reading this and taking notes and then you sort of get to the end of this book's description. And you flip the book shut, but as you do, there's the sort of the notes in the front of like who has checked it out recently. And it, it falls open on that page. The cover doesn't quite shut. And you glance at it It's only been checked out from the library a handful of times, but the most recent, it's within the last six months, and the name uh, that's written here is the initial P, Avrathi. Mm. Hmm. So that is uh, something else that you have learned about the ring and where, well, you don't know where it might be, but you know the last person who was researching this before you. Well, I would like to bring that info back to the others at some point. Yeah, that would for be sure. A good idea. You've got that, and Finn. Um, since I think since the most good came out of Finn actually going to the physicer is she's gonna be. I think it would be cool to do that. Okay. The three of you have been sitting in the waiting room. This was like, right, like you guys went here straight after the score. Mm -hmm. You were sitting in the waiting room because Sawtooth had somebody else that he was patching up. And the three of you had been looking at this eye and you hear the door to his office open. You close the box real quick. And a woman comes out with like her arm in a a sling, uh, like a black eye. Just looks like she... Finn, she looks vaguely familiar. You think maybe you've seen her in a bar at the docks mm-hmm. or something. And yeah, Sawtooth kind of looks at the three of you, focuses in on Finn, and then just throws his hands in the air and then points into his office. Yeah, and then uh, she goes in, sort of like plops down on the table or bed or whatever is being used. And just like, hey, what's up? Do I even want to know what happened? He's, like, getting Um, his tools together. So, and she's, like, rolling up her shirt at this point so that he can get to all the shrapnel and junk. It's like, so, you know that boat that's been stalled out by by the lightning field? No. Okay, well, there's a giant cargo boat that's stalled by the lightning field, and the Demer sisters had a thing on there. And we decided that, well, we didn't decide. We were tasked with going getting an object for them as as you're talking he's starting to like pull shrapnel out and uh, after we got there 
uh, we figured out that there was... Dude, can you not, like, warn me for... No, if I warn you, you'll tense up. It'll be worse. This is the worst. Okay. Well, maybe so, don't get riddled with shrapnel next time. Well, I didn't mean to. I was trying to blow up the door and it didn't work. <sighs> and the second time I blew up the door, it worked. Congratulations. I'm very happy for you. Is the, the blowing up how this happened? Yes. <sighs> Keeps pulling out shrapnel. <laughs> <laughs> it's more interesting, right? I mean... Technically, yeah, yes. it's not getting shot. That's uh, cool. He finishes with the shrapnel and goes to get some, like, ointment for the burns. <laughs> Just, like, <laughs> hands you a whole little, like, pot of it and is like, put this on all of the burns twice a day for the next, uh-huh. he kind of looks you over, five days. Five days? If I don't, will I get a cool scar? It depends on if you think burn scars look cool. Mm-hmm. Or... More likely, it'll get horribly infected, and then you'll get sick, and you'll die. Well, I had shrapnel in my arm, and it got infected, and I didn't die. No, I said that the shrapnel in your arm could get infected. It didn't somehow, but having multiple open burn wounds... What if I keep it closed, but don't put the stuff on it? I don't want to rub stuff on me. It's weird. Slaps a hand (laughs) over his eyes. If you keep them covered, then, yeah, they'll, that'll help avoid infection, but they're going to take a lot longer to heal. Fine, I'll rub the stupid junk on it. Just, like, shakes his head at you. He's like, just go, and it would be really nice if I went, like, a week without seeing you. But I'm so much fun. <sighs> he opens the door. <laughs> she leaves. All right, and so what does Minx get up to on her downtime? She spent some time indulging her luxury vice, um, which this time, instead of an arc binge, is going to be, quote-unquote, scoping out the Centralia Club, which is mostly going to consist of her hanging out in disguise and coming at it from various angles, but not really taking in useful information, just sort of, people watching and sighing wistfully at the facade and getting up to very long daydreams about what it must be like to just be able to go in there and not worry about money and just spew coins everywhere. So you're standing there staring and are startled very rudely out of your daydream when a hand falls on your shoulder. Uh Uh-oh. I jolt on my daydream and and turn around and say, how rude. Yeah, well, you, you look up to see a very, very tall, muscular man who is wearing a, a somewhat ill-fitting guard uniform. It seems that they didn't make one in a size appropriate for him. Is standing there, staring down at you. Just kind of peers at your face. Can I help you, good sir? You look like somebody that we might be looking for. What's your name? Lady Katya, I don't believe I have been to this establishment before. I was observing the grounds, but... No, I think you've been here before. I think you were talking to Stefan, and now Stefan's dead. Well, that's unfortunate, and I'm sorry to hear it, but I'm afraid I don't know a Stefan. Uh, so, before this line of inquiry gets uncomfortable... He starts to reach out like he's going to grab your arm to presumably haul you off. 
I'm just gonna calmly try to leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're able to like back up to to dodge his grab, and then I think you have to make a very hasty exit. But this is basically your your overindulging is gonna give the crew an additional two heat <laughs> because so, some of the guards recognized you. They're like, wait a second. Blast my distinctively beautiful face. <laughs> Can I actually insert like a little flashback as I'm fleeing, sort of? Absolutely. We just sort of get a really quick flashback to a little over a decade ago because it's Minx and two other people. And she's still a young girl, though not everyone saw it that way at the time. And there's a slightly taller, dark-haired boy and a dark-haired girl about her age, all in shaggy garb, who are have apparently just finished something from a noble rolling up to the club and are now beating feet hard across the cobblestones to get away from the those very much older, very much scary-looking guards. Okay, yeah, and so Minx just has that little flash of the last time she was in this situation, and but she makes it around the corner and, and gets mm-hmm. away. <laughs> okay, yeah. Do we want to end with you guys making the delivery to the the Dimmer Sisters? Yeah, mm-hmm. sounds good. Okay. So you guys head back over there with uh, a few of the boxes, and uh, this time it, it seems like your appearance was expected. As like as you're kind of coming up along the fence, you see Rosalind come out and she meets you at the gate. Did you get it? Yes. Yeah. And I'll hand over the box. She like takes her keyring off her belt flips to a particular key, unlocks it, opens it, and you can see there is indeed a dagger inside, but it has some kind of, like, it's attached to some kind of complicated-looking machinery on, like, the hilt. There's, like, some wires and stuff coming off, some runes carved into things. It's it's weird-looking. Um, and she just, like, opens it, nods, closes it, locks it again. It's like... Well done. I thank you for this. This will be of great help to us. And she tucks the box under her arm and um, notices that uh, you guys have a couple other boxes. And Did you uh, find anything else that you thought that we uh, may find interesting? No, we just carry these around for fun. I think Myra gives her a look. <laughs> <laughs> Rosalind also gives her a look and then like very pointedly turns to look at Myra. We found some components and a spirit mask. Some of us do carry around those things for fun. Yes, but she wasn't being very nice <laughs> to our friend here. So she she takes the boxes from Myra and opens them up and looks and nods to herself and is like, all right, very well. Um, here and she she hands the boxes back and is like, wait here, I'll uh, return with uh, payment for these. So she goes back inside, comes back without the box with the dagger that you'd given her, but she is carrying like a small leather satchel holds that out while also holding out her, her hand for the, the other two boxes. We make the exchange. Appreciate this and uh, hope that we can perhaps continue to do business in the future. I hope that this has I hope this has seen to our debt for now. Yeah. Yes. The debt between us is settled. I'm glad. And so she takes the two boxes and shuts the gate. Thanks for listening. The Magpies will be back in two weeks. In the meantime, follow us on Twitter at magpies underscore pod. The Magpies podcast is hosted and produced by Re. Follow me on Twitter at Rhiannon42. Blair Colhane is played by Kim Kogut. 
Follow her on Twitter at KimDeannaJones. Minx is played by Josie. Follow her on Twitter at DragongirlJosie. And watch her art streams at picarto.tv slash dragongirljosie. Myra Keel is played by Minna. Follow her on Twitter at MinaMinar. And Finn Haig is played by Madge. Follow her on Twitter at MadgeQuips. The opening and closing theme music is from Trio for Piano, Violin, and Viola by Kevin McLeod, and is used under a Creative Commons license. The Blades in the Dark roleplay system is the creation of John Harper and is published by Evil Hat Productions. Sorry, there's a siren. The blue coats show up and arrest you all. <laughs> <laughs> Please put that as the snare someday when you make that joke. <laughs> <laughs>